I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is episode 33 with Jake Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. As told by Nomads here, and today I'm excited and pumped to have Jake Ducey on the on the line here with me. So he's uh, the youngest published motivational author by Penguin and Random House, just only 23 years old. He's Amazon's young youngest best-selling author with his first book, Into the Wind. You know, he's a human, humanitarian activist, millennial spokesperson. He's been spoken about by Steve Wozniak and Jack Canfield and John Gray. You know, these are all great people. So I'm excited to have you on the show here, Jake. Yeah, it's great to be here, man. I'm, I'm pumped by your enthusiasm. <laughs> well, um, why, don't, why don't you give us a, a background about who you are? I know I did a high-level overview there, but, uh, you know, who's Jake Ducey? What's your background? And what inspires you, man? Yeah, thanks, man. Well, like you said, uh, um, I'm 23, and I think, you know, maybe I'll start with what inspires me. What inspires me is, one, when I look around at the world and I see that, you know, something like 20,000 kids are dying every day, we're in increased war, the debt bubble's increasing, all the money's going into, we have trillion dollar budget on war in our country, instead of going to education, the media is trying to perpetuate a, a, a race division, all these things that are happening, and I actually think it's really beautiful, because it's, it's really an opportunity, like you were saying to me before, for us to use our individual differences to make a difference, yeah. and I think that's inspiring, to, to we get to really show ourselves and uncover for ourselves what we have within us to really you know bring some 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 positive change to the world absolutely absolutely and and then so when did you discover this when did you just decide that you were going to really start working on this 
Yeah, I was 19 years old. I went to grew up traditionally. I was one of the top recruits in San Diego out of high school to play basketball. Had a bunch of scholarships. I tore something in my knee my senior year, and I decided to go to a smaller school. The coach told me that would give me an opportunity to be more of a college kid, which was a total lie. And, uh, <laughs> and so we, they, called it, um, they called it summer pickup, but it was mandatory practice three months before school started. Wow. And uh, as soon as I got up there, I was like, this is dumb. And yeah. then when I got into school... And I was studying all these things that I didn't care about. I, I was a business major because everyone said I should be a business major. Mm. And I'm asking my teacher why we can't audit the Federal Reserve, which prints uh, America's money, and they're about as federal as FedEx. Mm -hmm. And my teacher tells me, like, basically to be quiet and uh, to shut up. Yeah. And that's when I was like, man, there has to be something more. Like, we're gambling on the bet that we can buy back the time that we've wasted chasing opinions and chasing money. I found Jack's book, The Success Principles. I thought it was stupid and I finally opened it and then it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it started really asking my questions like, okay, well, what are these common threads between some of the biggest difference makers, some of the biggest uh, success stories? And a couple months, a couple months later, after my third semester of college, I thought that I really, you know, I, I figured I knew nothing because everything that I knew was based off of the opinions and what I what had been handed down through my culture, and I decided to drop out and backpack around the world. Yeah. Now, now, why uh, why quitting college and wandering around the world? Why was that the best decision that you ever made? Because I think education comes from experience. And I think that the education system teaches us general knowledge. It doesn't teach us how to apply education towards our interests. It teaches us general information. We're paying, you know, I quit basketball, so I was going to have to pay pay to learn like how to calculate a formula for how you how fast a brick can fall off the third story building. Like that's what we learned in physics, and like you have to take that class. And I thought it was such a waste of time and. I thought, well, I wanted to write, and um, I didn't know how to write, but I did know that all these writers from Mark Twain to Hunter S. Thompson to Jack Korak, they all went and traveled. And so I was just like, well, worst comes to worst. Uh, I can always go back to school, but if I spend my whole life or you know, things continue to, to happen negatively in the world and I look back and I didn't seize this opportunity as a young kid, then I would always regret it. And I think, you know, the one thing that we know from Bonnie Ware, who's a is a nurse who spent over a decade counseling over 10,000 people in their last months of life just before they died. And she released a major case study. And the top five regrets, number one, was I wish I would have let myself be happier. And like... <laughs> All the money that school can prepare us to potentially make in a corporate job, all those things, it's not going to suffice our questions of who we are and why we're alive. And I thought traveling was the best way for me to uncover who I was on my own without other people telling me who I was. Yeah. No, so essentially traveling helped create a clarity and purpose for you is, is what you're saying. And that's what happened. Yeah. 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 Now, now, talk to me more about that. How... 
when you got this clarity of pur- uh, purpose, what was it? And then how did that lead you to write two books by 23? I mean, people are 45 and I haven't written one book. You already, yeah. wrote, you already wrote two books that have been bestsellers and, and uh, you know, you're only 23. And I, I'm 25 and I feel like I'm slacking already. So now now, <laughs> now I, I, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, you know, <laughs> That's the clarity funny. of purpose. Well, yeah, what happened was I was reading in these books about how like happiness is found within and you don't need things to be happy. But I realized before I left, all I was doing was learning it, that there's a difference between learning it and living it in life. And for me, learning it was I created pages of documents on my favorite quotes and I could memorize them, but I wasn't living an inspired life. So living it for me was taking that risk. I started in Guatemala and that was incredible to look around and see these people that literally have nothing, that wear the same clothes every single day because they literally do not have a change of clothes. Yet they're excited for the day. And that's pretty crazy because most of us have like a nice house and we're not excited for the day. Mm. And so that was really nuts to travel around like that hitchhiking through Australia. I got into Indonesia and, and, you know, really to answer your question, what happened was I lost my wallet in Indonesia with my bank cards and everything. And so I had a passport and like enough cash for a couple days. And I met locals that were sitting on the corner, broke, trying to sell stuff to tourists. They thought it was hilarious that I lost all my stuff and they took me in. I stayed in the concrete tilt-ups in like basically the projects of, of Bali in Indonesia and eventually they took me to, they wanted to take me, we're going to take you to my our favorite waterfall, it's going to be so incredible, we're going to like go here and this is going to happen and we went to this other island called Lumbok where they were from and it's pouring rain. And the one thing to remember, you know, man, is in Indonesia, you are not going to find paved trails like you are in the Western world, <laughs> as you probably know in your, in your travels. Yeah. So we're climbing up rocks in the middle of nowhere, in the jungle, to get to the top of a mountain where a waterfall is, just climbing up boulders covered in moss in the pouring rain. Mm. We get to the top. It's like incredible. We're like having so much fun. And then we have to come down. So we're coming down and it's like just so beautiful. And boom, I slip and I fall. And I fall like 10 feet down oh, no. the boulders, down the, side, down the side of the ravine. Like imagine, here you are. You're on the outskirts of civilization. You're already an outsider. You don't even really know these people. And you fall. And there's nobody around. Wow. And... I can hear them screaming my name and I cover my head up and I tuck into a ball and, um, and it, it was about a 10 feet fall, but, and you know, of course, as I learned in physics, a 10 feet fall approximately only takes three seconds. Just kidding. But, um, what I, <laughs> it feels like a minute while you're falling like that. And you know, when something's outside of your control and, I said to myself, like, if I fall right now, I'll be okay with that. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was looking to uncover what life was about. Like, I'm okay if I get hurt. And this voice is like, you're going to be okay. Boom, I hit the ground. And, like, I hit the ground. And um, after a few seconds, I open my eyes. I look. My arms are bleeding. And, like, you know, 
I kind of move them around. I, I, I have blood and like it hurt, but I can feel like, okay, both my legs work, my arms are working and I'm, I'll be okay. And I'm creviced into, into like a ravine where little streams of water are coming down the side of like this boulder mountain thing. And I roll all the way over and I look up. Here I am. I don't even know these guys. Here you are. Just like imagine. This guy jumps off after you. This guy, I don't even know him. He jumps off after me. And I started crying. Literally, I started crying on the spot. Because this guy doesn't even know me, really. And he's jumping after me. And he could die. Like, he could slip. His foot could slip. Anything could happen. And I start crying. And he can't get to me because I'm stuck in between these rocks. And long story short, after about 30 minutes, I was able to get high enough up where they were basically able to like like crane me up with their arms. Hmm. And I got back up to the top and, you know, they were they were emotionally erect because finally a, a wet person from the Western world trusted them and this happened. And when I got back that night, I really realized the joke was on me. I was traveling around the world looking for something when really it was inside of me. And that's what changed my whole life. I was going to travel for I part of me was like maybe I'll never come back. I'll never do that. I'm yeah, never going to come to that. Exactly. And I decided to cut my travels. Um and I found what I was looking for. I ended with 14 days silent meditation in Thailand, got the vision for my life for my first book and uh, really connected more deeply with what I had found in my fall. And that's really a long-winded answer of how I found what I believe I'm here to do and, and what inspires me and, and, and what I've been drawing on in order to, you know, as you said, write two books by 23. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to something there on that. But um, so basically what you, what you feel like you're here to do is to speak to the millennial audience. Is that correct? I believe it's to all people, but I believe that in order for us to create change in the world, like the older people are going to be dead soon. <laughs> and uh, the millennial, you know, 35 and under is half the world's population. You and are just en- exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if just enough of us leave this prescribed path, this traditional life, and ditch that playbook and, and really, you know, go after what we're here, I believe that that's how the world's going to really change for the better you know you know i feel like i'm talking to my my kindred brother here because it's the same same thing for me while what i was doing my goal with the platform you know uid use your difference as well as they as told by nomad just to help build the next set of global leaders and then my thinking behind that was you know you know i'm 25 to 23 is you know millennials and generation zers the generation before uh, they're coming after us would be you know they're going to be the most diverse generation and also like you said research shows they're going to be half of the world soon and if you don't is that and if you don't start developing this mindset where you're educating them about what it's like to interact with different cultures or what it's like to think outside of the box which is you know that difference area you know you're going to have some of the same mistakes happen you have to understand how to you know to really navigate your you know across boundaries and you know you know hopefully that way you can see you can you know collaborate to make some of the best solutions you can understand and have an empathetic empathetic approach to how someone in in Thailand or you know Bali like you said would would you know associate with something and it's it's uh you know it's like you said living it versus learning it so uh 
I know I'm pretty excited to see a, a bunch of other people doing the same thing, and um, you know, I'm doing my best to contain my excitement here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. so okay, so that vision led to the first book, which is Into the Wind, um, which you know obviously was successful. You know, you know, it hit the top 300 best-selling books in Amazon. And that was self-published too. That's I mean, yeah. And I was hoping you'd share that. You know, one thing I don't want is that I think the media and just our minds, in and of itself, do a really good job of when someone creates success to be like, well, that person, you know, they're just they're just like born to do this, or they just like everything worked out for them. Nothing worked out for me. I <laughs> I wrote this. I didn't even know how to write. I what? failed junior English class in high school. I did very bad on my SATs. I copied every English essay in college from my roommate. I literally <laughs> could not write. And I was in. I believe that when we're inspired by some great purpose, um, some extraordinary thing that's pulling us, that. Our mind transcends limitations. We break all of our bonds, dormant forces within ourselves become active. And that's what travel showed me. So I, I, here I am. I'm 19. I'm like, I'm writing this book. It's going to inspire millions of people. And it's going to be a movie. And it's going to change the whole world. And like, <laughs> and I write this book. I just like sit down. Like, you know, people say, how do you write? I say, well, have you ever drinking coffee? Yeah, okay, well, if you need some, put it at your desk and don't get up for six hours and start typing. And so that's all writing is, creating a conversation. And so here I am. I write this book. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, here it is. Here's a chance. Every literary agent denies me. Like imagine, you know, here you are. You've got this dream. You put in – you risk everything to get there and everyone denies you. They're like – well, you're not famous enough. You're 19. You don't have a platform. You don't even have a reader. You haven't written a book before. How do you know to market? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is literally every agent's denying me, every publisher. I have a certain publishing company. That was my dream publisher. And so what I did is I covered my wall in affirmations and I put, I am published by this company literally all over my ceiling. Like I look like a crazy person (laughs) and I went to the founder's house. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to be published by them. Like, oh, this is so awesome. I went to their house and then they denied me and they told me I should self-publish it. And that was like the most heart-wrenching thing ever. I was so attached to an outcome that like I couldn't see it through. And what ended up happening is there was one more agent that I knew of. He was I never contacted him. He was the top literary agent on my list. He published Eckhart Tolle, the dummy series books, one of the top agencies in the world. I found out he lived next to me. So instead of sending an email, I printed my manuscript and flowers and I showed up at his front door. And <laughs> He signed me, and we still could not get a publisher. I self-published the book and um, sold 15,000 in 12 months in an industry where most books don't sell 250 copies. Right, right. And, um, you know, I I went door to door. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Them in my car, I did everything. And, yeah. and that's how Penguin found about me, Jack Canfield, and I built a relationship. So I wanted to share that story just so, you know, people don't think that, like, some publisher just picked me up and they're like, sold all these books for me. Like, I believe that we really need to take matters in our own hands. No, I mean, it's, look at you. I mean, you're, you're persistent. You, you, you know, you had faced a lot of setbacks and you just, you know, restructured and re-strategized and said, you know what? I'm going to go about this way. I'm going to do it. And um, you just went with it. And that's what happens when you follow your passion, essentially. And you, um, you know, you just follow with it. I mean, for, this year, for example, I've been... A lot of the things that have happened to me, I've, you know, it's been a great, good year, and then it's also been up and down. So I, I um, platform, I created a platform. I stole by nomads. It got really, you know, it get started to get big. You know, it started to get picked up uh, by, uh, you know, entrepreneur.com picked it up and ranked it at number two. And then on the other side, if I had let like some downs affect me, like being let go um, of, of a startup to say, hey, you know, we, t- we don't need your, your services here. Or, you know, having a near-death experience so two years ago when I, I, I had my car totaled and I almost flipped over a bridge and I managed to survive. But all these little things happen, but it depends on how you actually, you know, come out of it and what you decide to do. But those incidents led me to action. It was like, I can't not do anything now. So if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to go ahead and start something that I want to do. And uh, it actually fast-tracks me to what I want to do anyway instead of me working for someone that I don't necessarily believe in. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe in that. Um, when I was a kid in Burkina Faso, uh, French-speaking country in West Africa, I loved the Chicken Soup series. I mean, those were those were my favorite books. I used to, I mean, that and Harry Potter. You know, J.K. was a cross between those two. So, um, I, I just, I'm just curious. How did you, uh, how did you meet? Uh, Jack Canfield. I know he's now your mentor. Um, obviously well, this is a crazy story, man. It's one of my favorite stories. And, you know, he wrote the book, my new book, The Purpose Principles, or he wrote the four, he didn't write my book. He, he wrote, wrote your book? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the foreword to my book, The Purpose Principles, the one that uh, will probably be out when this goes live. And we met two, two months before my first book, Into the Wind, came out in, in April 2013. And to back that up, I'm, when I was in college, I was reading his book, The Success Principles. I come back from traveling, and I read it again. And in the book, he says, write down your top 101 goals. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's like telling me the truth. Like, I don't know these guys in the human potential movement. If they're like just trying to sell books, like, I don't know them. But I was like, I don't know. I just trust him. So I write down my 101 goals. Literally wrote them down. And number nine was to meet, become friends with, and endorsed by Jack Campbell. And like, I'm like, I was just like, all right, I'll write it down. It's okay. <laughs> and time goes on. Somebody calls me a couple months before my book's out. Jake, you've got to come to this event. 
Jack Canfield's emceeing it. It's going to be awesome. You're going to meet him. But you have to go online and you need to buy a ticket for this beforehand. And, you know, it was one of those events where you buy the ticket and make the selection on what food you're eating beforehand. So then at a certain time or, you know, whenever dinner's served, they'll come out and they'll put it at the seat. I do it. I buy I drive three hours to go to this event. Only thing in my car is a signed copy to Jack Canfield of my book. <laughs> I get in there, I'm sorely underdressed, and it's at some, you know, really nice hotel in LA. It's in the ballroom. I walk in there, there's five hundred people there. It's one of those places where like circular tables, here we are, these circular tables, there's about six people at each of them. I'm on the top floor. Jack's in the center of the ballroom, but he's emceeing it. So that means all these people are here to see Jack Canfield. There's lines to take pictures with him, and, and I don't want to take a picture with him. I want to meet him. So I really hold off every single thought in my head to go walk up there because, like, it was, it was a frenzy. Right. I'm sitting there all night. Finally, he's like, okay, you know, I'm um, – says something about how he's going to go take a seat for a bit and somebody else walks up on stage. And I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. So I walk straight. I go up down the stairs, down over to his table. And um, he's sitting down at that time. It just so happened no one was trying to talk to him. Like no one was walking to his table to talk to him. And I'm like, hi, Jack. My name's Jake Ducey. I'm 19 and you inspired this book. And he's like, People hear that. People probably tell him that all the time. So he says, how did you inspire this? I say, well, I start quoting him. Well, you say SWSWSW. You say some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. So just like you said, every time someone says no, I said next. And I kept going. And I got this, you know, I went on and on. And he just like gets this huge smile on his face. And he's like, you should meet my wife. And he turns to his wife and turns out, his wife and my mom went to high school together. So there's like all these weird things like that. So we're like chatting for a while. I'm standing there. I'm like so excited. I'm like kind of just like trying, like you said, I'm trying to contain my excitement so I don't seem crazy. And, right. And then the waiter comes by and the waiter's putting the food on his table in front of him. And so I'm trying to wrap up the conversation and not be annoying. I see their food there. And I'm like, just slowly circling around. He says to me, you going to eat that? I'm like, what? He said, yeah, no one's sitting there. The person to his left, out of this entire event, 600 people packed to the brim, the person to his left left just before dinner. And the waiter didn't know, so the waiter put food on the table still. I sat down, ate dinner with him, and, 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 and stayed at the table for the night. I gave him him and his wife my book. It inspired his wife to write a book. We kindled the friendship out of that, and um, and it went from there. To one time, you know, I was I was at his place, and I asked him, "What's the one thing I need to do?" He said, "Write it down, make it happen." I said, "Really? That's it? Like, can't you tell me something cooler?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, write it down, make it happen. That's it. So four weeks later, I sent him an email back. Six weeks later, whatever, and I'm like. Hey, Jack, um, I just got a contract with Penguin Random House for my new book called The Purpose Principles, and it's basically the stories of success, failure, and the common threads between some of today's biggest influencers, like stories like your book, but stories that are going to relate to, you know, 40 and under crowd, and he asked to write the foreword, and it was just a nuts situation. 
I, you know, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just like everything you've been doing. It's going for what you're doing, taking a risk. I mean, I, you only live life once. So why don't you make it the best experience ever, right? So you can't just, ah, <laughs> oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. I'll do it tonight. Man, what's going to happen if you keep doing that? You keep pushing it off. And you wrote your affirmations. And then you went ahead and you, you were lucky enough to meet your, your hero. And now he wrote the forward of your book. And I'm guessing that's leading to the 52 City Inspirational Speaking Tour of colleges. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 52 cities in America and Canada. And then I'm doing Australia in fall 2015. So it'll be about like 60 cities or so. So I'm really excited. Got a got a, definitely a, a big year planned. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. really no. grateful. Tell me about that. So 2015, you're going to travel all over North America, all over Canada, and then you're going to do Australia as well. You're going around in different cities and you're, you're, you're speaking at uh, colleges? Colleges, events, um, at, a, at a thing called the Warp Tour, um, which is a really, really, really big gathering of millennials, 10 to 25,000 people in attendance, depending on the city. Um, I'm speaking at high schools. I'm all different types of events and, you know, just sharing this message, sharing, you know, a lot of these stories of success and failure from the book, The Purpose Principles and, you know, the subtitles, How to Draw More Meaning in Your Life. And, you know, I really believe it, you know, as I'm sure you do as well, if especially when young people are fresh out of college, they can really go after, you know, build a, build a career that means something to them rather than just means potentially a good paycheck. I think that's really when when we're going to find these uh, teen suicide rates dropping when, you know, we're at like the highest rate of clinical depression ever and, yeah. and highest rate of psychotropic drugs ever. I think all these things will start to drop when we find more meaning. And so that's really what it's about and, and, and really sharing this conversation that we're having, this type of conversation. Yeah, no, I, I'll share two things with you. I always What I always call that is... Um the supposed to syndrome, right? You know, you, I, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in the supposed to syndrome. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to go to that. You're supposed to be this doctor. You're supposed to be that. You're supposed to go to college for that. Um, and I, I'm not in any way saying you're not supposed, we don't need to have doctors or lawyers in the world. What I'm saying is you're not supposed to do something because other people tell you that's what you want to do. You have to be able to get to the point where it's something you want to do. Uh, and the other thing is with your clinical depression is someone was sharing, sharing with me yesterday that, Clinical depression is um, a, a lot of a big part of clinical depression is not getting in touch with your calling or what you actually want to do. I mean, you could have all the money in the world, and the, but then if you really have this thing tugging at your heart and you're not really following, you know, you start to get that that rotten feeling inside and it eats at you. So it's uh, I think it's very important what you're doing and having people really tied a passion to uh, their life's meaning. So. Yeah, and I think traveling is is really what um, gave me all this perspective because it was an opportunity for me to find the answers to my own questions rather than the answers being told to me. And I think that it's it's just such a unique opportunity traveling was in order to like see how small of a speck in the world we are, but also how beautiful the world is and. Um, I think if more young people have that opportunity, as you said, you know, we'll see a lot more people going after meaning. And I think perfect examples of blindly pursuing careers are, you know, Hollywood is like at the highest rate of like kind of uh, mental disorders 
in professions like ever. And I live in, in, in Hollywood. Of course, I'm not an actor or anything like that. But these people often in the movie biz, that's just a fact. Most of them have some forms of, of very severe depression and, and other types of really severe mood disorders. And I think, I believe a lot of that is because the answer of why why often an actor is doing it often and it's not all the time is I want to be famous like what does that mean that doesn't right. <laughs> mean you want to be loved like you know and yeah so I think that when we can really go after something that matters to us I think that's really you know what really connected us and and I think we both believe that's the cornerstone of, of, a, of a life well lived no I love it I love it so um, we're almost wrapping up here, but um, I, I didn't want to leave without giving you the chance to talk about your, your TED Talk. You mentioned it earlier, um, and I wanted to catch on to it. It's living it versus uh, learning it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that concept is basically, you know, your travels, basically, you actually got to see what it was like to live it. And then um, what's that juxtaposition? What, what's the meaning for you with that? Yeah, well, for me, it was, and I think a lot of people that, you know, maybe maybe you listening to this podcast, you know someone, or maybe it's you know you yourself. We we can get caught up in inspiration and watching a bunch of videos and quotes, and we can we can uh, be able to recite beautiful quotes and 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 have and share beautiful perspectives. But oftentimes it doesn't mean we're living an inspired life. You know, I guess that's where that term self help junkie comes from, and. Uh, I think to me, learning it is a lot of things. Learning it can specifically consist of spending all, I think what it boils down to is spending all of our time preparing for something. Spending all of our time preparing, trying to figure everything out, the answers to potential failures that may happen. Or learning it is, is trying to get the credentials to eventually do something. And I think living it is just taking that step. Living it is taking that risk. Right. And living it, examples of that are are so many people, you know, Steve Jobs didn't have credentials, Russell Brand or uh, uh, Richard Branson, he started Virgin because he was a virgin. He didn't know what he was doing. He was dyslexic. He didn't even graduate high school. And to me, living it is is going after those things. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And um, uh, those are people who are definitely inspired by Richard Branson's story is one of the uh, one of the you know the Virgin uh, biography. That's one of the favorite books of mine. And I, I go back to it often, especially with um, some of the concepts there. As you try to launch a media company and try to disrupt some of the ways of thinking. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. So I'm going to do some rapid fire fun questions here and then we're going to close with you just telling us what's the next step. So you traveled, uh, my man, a lot, Jake. Where, where, is, where is the country with the best food? <laughs> Thailand. Thailand. You're the second. I had an interview today. Someone said the same thing. It was Thailand. All right, fine. Thailand. Okay, I'll give you a different answer. Guatemala. <laughs> I like Guatemala. I was that was my decision, and I said Thailand because I took, I took, I ate a lot of food there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Guatemala, but uh, it's probably Thailand too. Okay, so Guatemala. Okay, country with the best uh, movies. You're actually you're right by Hollywood, so you, 
Yeah. What's which country? Do you think? With the best movies, I don't think I watched a movie when I was traveling. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I didn't watch one. <laughs> uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll move. Okay, friendliest people. Indonesia. Indonesia. All right. Nice. 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 Okay. Um. Before I ask you what, what's next, which country have you? Would you want to visit that you haven't visited yet? Hmm. I really want to go to. I really want to go to Patagonia in uh, in in Chile. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I'm sure you get, you end up there soon, and I know there are a bunch of millennials out there waiting for Mr. Jake Ducey over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me it's Australia, and hopefully I head out there soon. But um, yeah, Australia. All right. Well, Mr. Ducey, where can we find you? What's next? And uh, what can we look forward to? Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a, it was really fun chatting with you, and and uh, appreciate the question. Yeah, well, my name's Jake Ducey. Jake and Ducey's D is in David U C E Y. I really encourage everyone to go grab my new book, The Purpose Principles, and you can find that in all bookstores, Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and you know, really, the goal of the book is, and and what you're going to get out of it is, you will see yourself in the same light as the world's biggest difference makers, in the same light as the world's most influential people to really take that step and and really just making a huge difference and what's next for me is this book is out January 2nd we're recording this right now on December 17th so I've got a serious month of January I'm really excited to go speak in Washington DC on MLK day Um, big tour coming up that'll start in the spring and and really just doing everything I can to get this message out. So that's what's next. I have four more interviews today. So that's what's next in the next 12 hours. Hey, (laughs) go hustle, man. You know, this is one of probably the best interviews I've had. This is, you know, we're close in age and we have so many things we resonate on and uh, it's the same line of thinking. So I really, really admire what you're doing and thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, I know now it's media runs. You got to do some, uh, get on those interviews. So I'll, I'll let you go, but thank you so much. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. It was super fun chatting with you. Likewise, man, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Okay, brother, peace. All right, peace. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.